Take your enjoyment of Smodco Podcast to the next level by checking out a live Smodco show. Ralph and Kev with Hollywood Babylon, Saturday, August 13th at the Hollywood Improv. Muse visits Terrificon, August 19th through 21st in Connecticut. HBO at the Hollywood Improv, Friday, August 19th. Kevin Smith will be spending his evening in Connecticut, August 20th as part of Terrificon. Irvine Improv welcomes Babylon back on Friday, August 26th. Jay Muse shares his views at Colorado Springs Comic Con on August 26th. September 2nd, Jay and Bob get old at the Toronto Fan Expo. Denton, Texas proudly hosts Kevin Smith on September 17th, and the Hollywood Improv welcomes Hollywood Babylon Friday, September 30th. December 11th and 12th, get old with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes in Colorado. Kev goes solo for a show at South of the Landmark in Colorado on December 11th and 12th. December 13th, Fort Collins brings Kevin Jay to the Lincoln Center. Need something to do in Denver? Check out Jay and Silent Bob Get Old in Larimer Square, December 15th. An evening with Kev graces the stage in Denver, December 15th. JSB come to Telluride, Colorado on December 16th. Kevin won't be skiing in Aspen, but he will definitely be doing a live show December 18th. Tickets to these and all Smodco shows are available now at Smodcast.com. Comics, a weekly comics report with Mike and Ming, broadcasting from the home of the comic book fan, Jensen Bob, Secret Stash. My name is Ming Chen. Sitting across from me is Chief Whisper himself. That's right. Mike Zapsic, everybody. That Mike Zapsic. Hello, Mike Zapsic. What is up, people? What's How are we doing? On? I'm doing great. How are you? I am well. Uh, thank I just you. read this crazy story. Uh, you know, we have the Olympics coming up. In, the Olympics! In Rio. Uh, all kinds of problems. Many okay. problems. Uh, okay. Isn't there like raw sewage raw in sewage, the swimming pool? Sanitation problems, uh, uh, building schedules. Uh, there, uh, there we go. Got my, right, this sanitation problems. Courage, uh, my love, will courage not appear. My love will not appear. They That's... keep going in and out. Uh, the latest story I heard before I left it to come record this amazing podcast today is that the authorities were trying to unlock the main Olympic stadium to get in, set everything up, lost the keys. <laughs> they couldn't find the keys. They couldn't. They could not find the keys. So they're like guys, no guys who wake up um, drunk, still drunk from the night before, going, "Where the fuck did I park yeah, my car?" My That's keys? pretty much where, where my keys, my, where, man. Yeah, dude, where's my, where dude, my keys? Dude, where, dude, where's my they Olympic stadium? That's the sequel to "Dude, Where's My Car?" Yeah, and that reminded me of uh, you know common occurrence around here. Walt Flanagan has those huge janitors. He does janitor size keychain. Did you not get him the tile? I got for him a Christmas? thing called a tile, which you can attach on there. And you can use your, your Bluetooth to locate your devices. And he never activated Bing. it. I taught Bing. him how to activate it. And yeah. I activated it for him. Meh. And then I think I got him a new one and we never I never paired it for him or whatever. Meh. It's not my fault. Um, but his well first of all, his keychain is the size of freaking um an Olympic stadium. It is. Or, uh, like basically. The, he literally has a full size Superman action figure on there, I think. And a toenail clipper. Yes, so there, there are reason, clippers on there. there it's, I think it's fingernail, not toenails. No, They're it's a toenail clipper. It's one of the big it's, ones. Well, it's he's the, got big fingernails. He doesn't like the feeling. His fingers of, are like, he's got toe fingers? He's got, no, he's got delicate fingers. He doesn't oh. like that. It makes him. My, my son Daniel used to say when we clipped his nails, right. it feels like my hands are made of clay. Okay. So, it makes my hands feel like clay. Just. Like, whatever. Like, how could. I don't know. It reminded me of that. So, how do you lose a kid to the Olympic Stadium? You're, um, I don't know, a fucking idiot. Yeah. So they had to, they took him, I don't know why, I said it took him six hours to locate some kind of locksmith with bolt cutters, and they, they had to cut the locks. It's Rio, though. Rio? Right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Isn't that like the, the kidnap and murder capital of it the is. world? 
Absolutely. You can't get some guy who's in between kidnappings to come over, and I'm sure he's no, got well, some. He's not part of the union or whatever. Uh, well, okay, there. well, not part whatever. Of the union. Yeah. So and, this bodes well for the upcoming. Uh, uh, the upchucking Olympics. Yes, the Olympics in Rio. Yeah, that's, where, it sounds like it's going to suck. Yeah, but I, if you, I've never been an Olympics fan myself. Why? I mean, those I've, are those are your real life superheroes. People are going to run real fast, jump higher than any human. Uh, feats of strength. Those are your real life superheroes. It would be awesome if they had cooler costumes. I'm, I'm just. They saying. should put them in costume. However, it's. You never think, want, You don't like the Olympics. These uh, are back like the, in the best day, of the best. I know, but back in the day, uh, you know, they had Olympics on at like seven in the morning until whenever. Yeah, they had, growing up, they had I remember in real time. Now it was like every four shit. years. Now it's like every what thirty seconds that they have an Olympics. It's every four years. But it just feels like. It's, it's every, every four years. it's it feels like it's every four minutes that there's an Olympic <laughs> it's something. Not every, it's every and four I'm years. just like, nah. you know, there was I, a, I, there I, was spectacle back when when we were kids. However, still spectacle. Eh, however, you know, they started doing stuff at like seven o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I got stuff to do. Do it at night. That's what DVRs are for? In 1976. Now, no. My my we favorite Olympic story is I believe it was 1980 or 84, where McDonald's came up with a promotion yes. called "When you win, when they win, you win." And then where, Russia backed where, out of the Summer Olympics, right? Where if the Americans won whatever medal, you would get like a free Big Mac. Or sure, something. and the, they were yeah they, they were, printed big on the Russia versus United States, yeah. hoping that they would at least cancel each other out. Right. And maybe somebody else would get in there, like yeah. gymnastics, which the Russians dominated. Yes, and then always Russian boycott. It was nine eighty four, right? Los Angeles. It was eighty four, yeah. And so the the U, the U S kind of stepped up without any competition. Yeah, it's like uh, we're going to take everything, and they even lampooned that in the Simpsons. Yes, they did the Krusty Burger. Yes. <laughs> I'm taking a bath. You yeah. people are vultures. Let's just say I ate well that summer. All right, I yeah. ate very well. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> and you wonder why you still have childhood diabetes well you know it's not my fault it's the russians <laughs> yeah. i blame the russians. russians gave me diabetes i blame the russians and well, by the way it's diabetes folks all right thank you mr wilford brimley yeah, that's I, right I, you and your diabetes i i, I appreciate it you, you and your quaker let oats. me tell you a little something about quaker oats folks yeah uh the the word on everybody's Cleaned lips you out like organic brillo okay beautiful that's, yes so, Mike, welcome to uh, the Suicide Squee. Uh, suicide Squee. Suicide Squee? That's, that's, all, that's all anyone can talk about. Yes, I know. This is, yeah. I have heard there are, there are critics, but there are also vocal supporters. Uh, the where, critics where, are saying- Where are you finding these supporters? Because I'm not seeing any of them. Really? Everybody's critical? I haven't seen any supporters. There's like, there's like three or four. I've seen zero supporters. I've seen three or four good reviews. Like, hey, it's not- bad as you might think that's not a that's not a good yeah. review uh and to be honest with you i've i've been wary of this movie since they announced it have you yeah i, I think so. we can rewind the game tape and go back uh you can check it out of ISO comics. i believe you did say you were wary of the content very wary yeah. uh when you put a guy who's supposed to wear a mask on right and he's um let's let's just call him a pretty boy Will Smith, he's, 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 he's taken that damn mask off the first opportunity he gets, and it ain't going back on, folks. Right. So, right. yeah, that's that's a tough one. Okay. Um, any any good news for Margot Robbie? She's she's uh, from what I hear, she's amazing. So, okay. And uh, yeah, that's, she's a very talented actress. Um, from what I've the, heard, yes. did the best she she could with the role she had. Harley is an amazing she's part. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, that begs to, with all these bad reviews, are you going to go see it? Um, probably. That's I'll it. probably go see <laughs> it. Such a lukewarm. I'm, 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 but you got to understand, I am not Walt. Walt Flanagan is a huge fan of the Suicide Squad yeah. from, not from its Silver Age inception when it was just a bunch of, uh, you know, Task Force X. Right. But uh, back when uh, John Ostrander got his hands on it and the Suicide Squad got in there and um, he likes actually, evil. He likes bad guys. He loves bad guys. He loves Deadshot. Deadshot's one of his favorite characters. Yeah. And if you sit down and talk to Walt, he right. he will he can wax poetic about even the Legends uh, run when right. they when they introduced uh, the Suicide Squad going up against Behe uh, not Behemoth uh, Brimstone. Not our friend the wrestler, but Brimstone is a uh, legitimate super yes. super villain right. in the. 
world of DC Comics. So um, Legends number two was when they went up against it, yeah. and, and they lost somebody. So it it lived up to its name. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta have a couple, and and they did. They they used to throw in all these characters in the Suicide Squad that you're like, really? They're gonna kill this one off? Really? They're gonna kill that one off too? Yeah. That's gonna did. be great. And they did. They they took some chances. They killed some people. Suicide Squad. Um, little known fact uh, introduced the DC universe to Oracle. Really? Yes. Barbara Gordon, um, after she was crippled by the Joker, decided to remake herself as like the information hub for the superhero community. Yep. And one of her starting places was on Task Force X. Wow. All right. So that's awesome. Long and storied history that's that awesome. Suicide Squad. And John Ostrander and uh, his wife Kim Kim Yale, I believe her name is Kim Yale. Uh, they they took Suicide Squad to great heights and new against, levels against um, conventional wisdom. When you throw a bunch of super villains on a team, there's backstabbing, and you know they're supposed to be written that way. It's sure. like ah, well, Lex Luthor no, screwed no, me. Um, no honor among thieves. So. Exactly, and and that's <laughs> one of the I think one of the taglines is like there is honor among these thieves. Right. Um, so and and they used them also in Justice League Unlimited, which was very cool. Yeah, they almost took down the Justice League, so it was pretty very cool. It was covert, but you know you had Captain Boomerang in there, um, the um, uh, Clock Clockmaster, yeah, Clockmaster, Clock Clock King. Sorry, Clock King, uh, voiced by Alan Rachins from L.A. Law. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, no, that's a deep cut right there. Oh, yeah. But he, he was also in uh, Batman the Animated Series, right. so they used him again in Justice League Unlimited. And you know he had everything timed down to the second. There are two teams. They had to get in and get out right. and of the Justice League Watchtower, which was high in orbit. So they pulled it off. It was pretty damn impressive. That's cool. Well, I uh, I I didn't know Walt was such a big fan. Huge I, fan. I, I, Huge. I have I kind of I I feel like this movie might be too emo for him. Uh, it probably is too, too I'm, glitzy. I'm not gonna say glitzy or emo, but the for Walt the story has to be there. You have to get in there. Get you have to be like the Suicide Squad. You have to get in there, get the job done, and get, get the hell out right. without losing too many people. Yeah. And if you do lose people, well, that's why they call it the Suicide Squad, right. folks. And I think just that, in case you were wondering, yeah, just in case they didn't make it clear. <laughs> so, but I don't think this is going to do it for Walt. He'll see it, and he'll and he will say it was good, it was okay, yeah. it was. And then we're looking for greatness. Yeah, then we'll we'll lock we're, the door, and he'll be like, God damn, that Suicide we're, Squad we're, sucked. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, anytime anyone comes over, hey man, what did you think of this movie? He's like, oh, oh it was great. I liked it. Was it. Great. I, liked I liked it, it. even yeah. if because. He made the mistake of saying he hated a movie once. And yeah, and we lost a, big, a customer. Lost yeah. a customer. Actually, no, it wasn't. He didn't say that. It was another cost. Two customers uh, were talking about the spirit, mm-hmm. and one guy went like fucking lunatic. The spirit, the movie, the movie with Alec Baldwin. Uh, no, no, that's the shadow. Oh, the shadow. Okay. The spirit was with uh, Gabriel Nacht. Okay. Scarlett Johansson and. <sighs> Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, he played the octopus. Right. Uh, I like eggs. You know, that, that's pretty much what he said. And that's he, a great he was Samuel, talking. Like, that's a great Samuel L. Jackson. <clears throat> yeah. Well, he was doing. Uh, that was a great Samuel. Oh, thank Sam you. Jackson. It was amazing. Uh, he did. Uh, I think he used the same voice for uh, Kingsman. Oh, okay. That, oh, oh, that that lisp. Yeah, the lisp. Okay. I, I like eggs. Yeah, I like it. Well, I read a review here. Suicide Review, a low point for comic book superhero movies. Holy shit. A low point. And and I just talked about the spirit, man. Sure. Oh, God. There have been plenty of low points. We have uh, Batman and Robin, anyone? Fantastic Four. Any any incarnation of Fantastic Four? Any of them, yes. Spider-Man 3, anyone? Low point. That's Low not point. good. This is not good. Oh, dear God. It's, it's so bad, Mike, that DC fans have created a petition to shut down Rotten Tomatoes. They claim there's a conspiracy against DC. Wow. That's that, like, That's a little far-fetched. Seriously? DC Comics is part of a huge multinational conglomerate. Right. They think Rotten Tomatoes is conspiring against the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes are currently hovering at 37%, Mike. That is not certified fresh. No. No, but it's not know, good. they think there's a conspiracy. Yeah, conspiracy. They shut down movies. I think the cons- shouldn't they blame 
uh, people not spending their movie make movie dollars? Mm. Shouldn't that be the conspiracy that it's a, like a whole? No, I I think that uh, they're putting the blame where the blame is due. I suppose. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is DC Comics should, you know, hopefully with uh, the addition of Jeff Johns as the president. Yes. And he cannot take any flack for this because they did furious uh, rewrites and re- reshoots. Well, that's and what I'm hearing. Turmoil. Re-edits. A lot of turmoil in the making of this movie. I, I hear. rushed script. They gave the guy six weeks to write the script. Six Let me, weeks. Uh, what can you do in six weeks? Uh I can't do anything in six months, let yeah. alone... Hell, I've been working on something for six years. I'm not done with it, so, right. you know, I, fuck. I, I, I've heard of David Ayers, the writer, director, uh, he wanted more time. Okay. Which he should have gotten. Yeah. Don't rush things out. You know what? You're going to you're gonna kill people. You, you do that with vaccines, you kill people. You do right. that with the Suicide Squad. You kill the movie. You kill the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you kill you kill people's excitement. Well, according to the suits, uh, you know, you can't just you know you tell people movies coming. You can't you can't just make you can't just push the date back and because you've made huge deals around the world with huge branding partners, merchandise partners, it's a really big deal to move a tentpole date. Uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Fuck you. And I'm sorry, I would never last in Hollywood because I've got to be honest with you. Yes. I, if someone said, you've got six weeks to, to make this movie, mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. Then, well, then find someone else to, to do it. Movie. Six weeks to write the movie. All right, six weeks to six write weeks the movie. To... Find somebody else to do it in six weeks, and I'm I'm still I'm, not going I'm to see it. Here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking your check because it was pay to play, fucker. Right, give them all the time they give them all the time he wants. Uh, what? Uh, deals? That's what you're worried about? Merchandising? Uh, branding Fuck partners. you. You need branding partners. Sure you do. But guess what? <laughs> Fuck you for, for even going there. Don't sign deals until you've got product. Fuck that's a, you. That's a good point. Don't sign <laughs> deals until you get product. That's a good point. Well, that's a... Uh, uh, Classic mul- business mistake. Multiple editors, changes in tone, multiple cuts. What the hell? You need... You know what? A story works or it doesn't. Right. That's it. It's very it, that is writers one hundred and one. Sure, sure. Story works on its own merit sure. or it doesn't. Sure. If you have to cut something out, you let the writer cut stuff out. Right. And hopefully, the writer is also part of the editing process because uh, you need a seamless. Usually, it's director, especially for something like this. Usually, it's director, editor, or writer is usually not involved in the editing. The process. writer should be. Uh, you know what? I that's why I find it's it's um it's myopic. Yeah, you're cutting somebody so essential. To, where look at Stephen King? Do you think he lets anybody else make the edits on his stories? Not in the books. In the no, movies, in the movies he's got no control. You see what I'm saying? He well, here's what I'm saying. Uh, actually, he did when he did Maximum Overdrive, and maybe might have been a, might have been a mistake. He was in the editing. He was no, he was in the uh, director's chair. Ah, okay, sure. so might have been a mistake. To not all writers can direct. That. Exactly, uh, we, it's we, true. We, not all writers can <laughs> can direct. But here's the thing. If you're if you can direct, why not use all the resources at at your uh, fingertips to, to to do the job? Right. You know, uh, if let's put it this way, Lucas wrote and directed Star Wars, correct? Did. The very he first did. one turned out great, turned out fantastic. But he had somebody with him, his wife. Sure. Thank God for Marsha Lucas <laughs> because she she. I'm not going to say she polished a turd because it it was a solid story. Sure. Uh, pretty classic, you know, uh, good versus evil. Right. And you had the big bad. And any edits, he made some edits, but they were stuff that was not essential to the story. Sure. When you've got gaping plot holes, like in Batman v Superman, right. you're, you're sitting there going, <laughs> People will see them. Fuck. People, people will yeah, see them when you can there. drive a truck through them. And right. not only, not when you can drive a Batmobile through them. That, that's when you got a problem. Good, Mark. That was good. Thank you. And the fact that Batman just murders people with his Batmobile, I found that to be quite strange. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of corner cutting. Yeah. But you know who doesn't cut corners, Mike? I know who doesn't cut corners, our, Ming. Our friends over at Blue Apron. Blue Apron. Blue Apron. We both love Blue Apron. I love Blue Apron. We've been cooking Blue Apron pretty... I've been cooking it almost every night. I've been cooking Blue Apron fairly regularly myself. I was doing some... Um, I was doing some um, some really last? cool periscopes. You have, you still are. If you uh, I will in. be, yes, absolutely. Follow Mike at Michael Zepsic, Z-A-P-C-I-C. Yeah, follow me on Twitter and Periscope. And you can watch Mike Zepsic cook his Blue Apron meals. I will cook, and there, I'm going to do, um, for our next go-round with Blue Apron, yes. I'm going to cook uh, at least 
two Blue Apron meals, okay. and I'm going to also do two Blue Apron Periscopes where I add stuff. You're going to add stuff. I am going to edit. Okay. I'm going to take this director source material and I'm going to edit. Okay. It a well, bit. Uh, you know, don't try this at home, kids, because Mike's absolutely a trained expert. I'm I am a trained chef, so but um, you can follow along with me and you can make your own edits. Right. So, but if you can read and you can cut a carrot in half, if you can read and you are allowed to go by a stove without flame retardant. Um, right. And you got pots and pans and clothing and salt and pepper. You can make your own Blue Apron you, meal. They, Ming, you don't even need the salt and pepper because Blue Apron provides it for you. Actually, you do need the salt and pepper. I, I like every. Have you noticed every other step is add salt and pepper? Really? Because yeah. they they gave me salt and pepper. No, I had to use my own salt. Oh, pepper. really? Okay. But Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Labor and achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, building a community for of home chefs. Do we have to read all this? Folks, Just, Blue I Apron, think, I, I think, think all we you do. have to read is this last part here. Oh, no. I'm going to tell people that Blue Apron it. has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranches across the Basically, United States. Basically, the produce and the meats and that you get, they're, they're, they really are amazing. They're not this crap that you buy at the supermarket. It's sustainable, These are folks. are all like free-range chicken, uh, humanely caught shrimp. And you, uh, everything is stress, raised humanely. Uh, all the animals and stuff are stress-free. As such, your meat tastes better. Yep. And uh, and it's it's cheap too. I think it end, ends up uh, everything ends up being like ten bucks a meal or something. Under ten bucks a meal. Ten dollars a meal. That's right. That's why uh, you know. And th- these are these are some of the, the delicious meals that you can get. Spiced pork burgers with goat cheese and cucumber corn salad. Summer vegetable and uh, quin- uh, quinoa. Quinoa. <laughs> quinoa. Yeah, quinoa. I was like quinoa. Quinoa bowl with fairy tale e- fairy tale eggplants, folks. Shishito peppers and corn. Wow, just for that little kick. Chicken tinga tacos with summer squash and tomato sauce. Chicken salsa. tinga tacos. I, I made uh, I made uh, like um I made shrimp with. Pearled couscous last. It was awesome. That's nice. They, and they use like ancient grains, not like literally ancient grains, but they use a lot of grains, a lot of uh, just stuff that's like superfoods. Oh, yeah, you're right. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. It Literally, you get a big box once a week. It's got all the stuff in it. Right. It's all measured out. Yep. And and uh they're And re- with with easy to follow recipe cards. Yeah, they're 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 not even car- they're 8 by 8.5 by 11. Yeah, it's like you could actually put these into folders with the the little sheets. You can put them into like your trapper keeper. Yeah. And have them at the ready for any time you're you want to make these meals yourself. It's it's easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step easy to follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. It's amazing. Now, I, me and Mike, we work very hard here. Very hard. We're currently shooting season six comic book. Yes, plan. we are. We're, we're here till all hours of the night. Yep. What a joy it is to just go home and make a dinner in less than 40 minutes. Yeah. it's There are some that are a little bit longer, but guess what? They're so worth it. Yeah. That, so my, worth my it. My old fresh... process was I would go home like, well, geez, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? You know. Bring. Hello, Pizza Hut. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, you know, because I like to cook. Okay. And you like to cook. But once I, you know, it took an hour to decide what I wanted, then I had to go to the store, buy all this stuff, come back, realize I forgot something, go back, get that. It, it, would, it would literally be 9 30, 10 o'clock before I started eating. Bring Pizza Hut. That I, I, pizza Hut's disgusting. So pizza that's why I'm so glad to have Blue Apron. <laughs> so you too should check out Blue Apron. Check and out this my, week's menu, and you can get your first three, three, listen, three meals. For free. Wait, does it say three? It used to be two. Three. It used to be two. With they free shipping three. by going to blueapron.com slash comics. C-O-M-I-C-S. <laughs> comics. If you don't know it's about comics, you probably shouldn't be around a, a knife and hot oil. Hot or, uh, yeah, an open flame. Yeah. Uh, you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredibly incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash comics. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. A and, much and better way to cook. this is coming from Mike Zapsik, yeah. a trained chef. I love Blue Apron. A killer. Did you watch Comic Book Man? We invented a sandwich, for God's sakes. I invented well, a sandwich. It did. So this is this is coming from a bona fide chef. There's I'm amazing a bona fide chef. Amazing meals. Yeah, you, you have a, a young lady or a young man in your life. You want to you have a great, a perfect date night. Ming Chen approved bonerific. Bonerific because after like uh, you're you know you're, after you impress the shit out of that girl or guy yeah you're getting you're getting you're getting, you're getting some you're getting some no doubt no doubt 
I mean, and who wants to who wants to have sex on an empty stomach? Really, that doesn't fly. No, that don't fly. Now you need oh you need the strength. Yeah, uh, I got a, I got a couple old older news items that we didn't talk about. We uh, we weren't here last week. Right. Our secret mission. Um, th- some of this came out of San Diego. Uh, Kurt Russell, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's well known news. Yes, Kurt yes. Russell's the been, anyone who's like well, I don't want no spoilers will turn us off for a second. Folks, no, it's not because- a spoiler because uh, uh, freaking um, what's his name uh, announced it. I know, but I'm spoiler. saying if if people are like la 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 la, I'm tell you why he's justified as not being a spoiler. He's playing Peter Quill's father, uh, and his character is Mike. Ego, the living planet. Yes. Now that's a deep cut, boys. That's that's a pull from yeah, the past. Now, uh, and explain, girls, sorry. Explain. Can you give us a little history? Ego, the living planet is sort of a rogue planet who uh, is, is sentient. Okay, it's a planet. It's a whole yeah, planet. It's that's... a whole planet. It's got a face. It's got hair. It's got everything. It's like I'm ego, the living planet. This sounds like it shouldn't work. It sounds like it a product sh- of the psychedelic seventies. It shouldn't work. It is part of the psychedelic seventies. Okay. Part of the uh, Captain Marvel canon. Part of that whole cosmic sure. uh, storytelling line. However, um, he's been used in uh, Fantastic Four. Yes. Nova. Yes. He's been used all over. Okay. All over. Right. Captain Marvel especially. Jim Starlin. So, Ego the Living Planet is, and he wanted to know what it was like to be, you know, a human being. So, he sends this um uh, pro- projection of himself okay, down as, a human. as human form. Okay, but he is in fact a planet. He's a planet. planet. People live on this planet? It's, uh, I don't know. Oh, no, okay. there, actually, I don't think so. There were, okay. but he's like, get off me. It's like dandruff. You like know, lice. Get off me. Ah, like ah, lice. Okay. Killing me. So, yeah. 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 No, so no. it shouldn't work, but it, it kind of does. DC, there's precedence for this. DC has used um, Mogo, the living planet. Mogo. Yes, yes. Alan Moore created Mogo for the Green Lantern Corps. Right. And Mogo is a planet. He's a Green Lantern, an entire planet as a Green Lantern, wow. which is pretty That's, cool. That is super cool. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people got on James Gunn. He's like, why did you ruin our movie? Why did you ruin our... Uh... So he says... People have been particularly excited, confused, and supportive of keeping Marvel Cosmic truly cosmic with the reveal of Peter Quill's father's identity. However, there have been a minority of folks who have been who have questioned and even been angry that I and Marvel would reveal something so major months before the film comes out. I get it. If we lived in a perfect world, I wouldn't tell you anything before you walked in to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I wouldn't tell you Groot was now Baby Groot. I wouldn't tell you Mantis was in the movie. I wouldn't say that Aisha and Taserface are our antagonists, that Yandu and Nebula have incredibly important roles in the film, nor would I tell you that Quill's father is Ego the Living Planet. However, the world is imperfect, he continued. Firstly, we have to advertise our film, and it will be impossible to show you very much of Volume 2, since Ego is very much a part of it all. We just don't have a way around it. Hey, he made the movie. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, seriously. Are you a part of this angry minority, Mike Zappin? Shit, no. You kidding? What did I just... I just went off <laughs> on you directors did. Did. having... Control. Control yes. to direct. Right. N- keep the fucking suits out of there. Right. Pardon my French, but the fucking suits I, fuck everything I'm up. I'm thinking it's the suits that wanted him to keep this a secret. And like, the no, fucking suits... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. They're probably not even going to go and see it. They're a bunch of yes men toady fucks. Well, they kind of have to see it. <laughs> yeah, well, they can eat a, eat a box Mike, of tell dicks. Mike, us, tell us how you feel about suits. Let me tell you, Blue Apron <laughs> should have a box of, of dicks that they can send for these people to eat, it's those not, fucking it's not suits. not very palatable. That's not, Blue Apron does not serve dicks. Everybody. Palatable, please, not uh, palatable. Whatever, Blue Apron Come does on. not serve dicks. Uh, please disregard that statement. No, no. Blue I, Apron, get that box of dicks together. <laughs> I will pay for it, and you can send it out to the suits in, in the, uh, California. The thoughts and opinions of Mike Zapsick do not necessarily re- uh, reflect uh, the thoughts and opinions. Fuck that, <laughs> yeah, they do. For everybody at this table. I, we're, you we you love, love the suits? We, uh, love, we love Blue Apron. They do. No, I, oh, I, no, I love Blue Apron, too. Blue Apron's not, awesome. I'm just asking for a very special they, menu for they, those suits they, out in California. Can't you get like a, someone who actually has dicks to send them the dicks and not Blue Apron? All right, no, Blue Apron, then cancel it. Yeah, I'm going to no, go over our, to... Our friends over at Fleshlight have rubber dicks. Hey, Fleshlight. Send them a box of dicks, yeah. please. Yeah, right. I'll pay for shipping and handling. Okay, you hear that? You got to have some defective dicks just flopping around. They're not defective. They're per- perfectly capable of doing whatever they have to do. Well, I'm saying They're that if, they, if they've got some that come off the assembly line, it's like this one's not perfectly whatever. Yeah. Why am I walking in and 
shipping and handling dicks. Yeah, because... Ah, uh, uh, Brian uh, Johnson. I'm uh, railing against the suits who are a bunch of fucking assholes. The suits? Uh, fucking suits. Yeah. This man's with me. Yeah. yeah, except he just got a suit, so he's about to become I'm, a suit. I'm down with Indochino. Any other suit, fuck that. Yeah. yeah All right, yeah. cool. Indochino's awesome, but those fucks who try to, like, pull that number crunch and shit and it's like, oh, we can't do that because it's too expensive. Yeah. Fuck you. Indochino.com slash TESD. And remember, Fleshlight. Get your own. You get any get defective own. dicks coming off that assembly line? Separate them in a box. So we'll ship not even them out. Worthy enough for like the no. The they don't get the good dicks. The perfectly good dicks. No, they, they get the, the. They need the. the they give them the defective the dicks that'll explode. Ones. Okay, I, all right. I, I. If you don't share that opinion, Ming, shame on you. I should, shame I, on I you. Share that opinion. On uh, thing. Shame well, on I'm you. Just trying to clarify, Blue Apron does not. I, no, I'm not. Shape. I'm not going after Blue Apron. I love Blue Apron. Okay, good. I'm but I'm just saying, if they that. happen to have, you know, just clarifying that. We're, uh, how about a uh, a bag of carrots? What does that do? Well, I, don't, I don't know. That, it doesn't I, do anything. I, then I'll paint them. <laughs> send them to me. Send me a box of carrots. I'll paint them, and I'll send them Why out are you myself. you your own pubic hair to all these carrots, Mike? That you- uh, <laughs> Jesus. It, it, that's, like, that's like a month's worth of shaving, Ming. I don't know. Yeah, hold on. Brian right. Johnson has the floor here. What are you going to do if you run into the situation where you ship these dicks? And they're happy when they get them. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah, boxing Look at all dicks. these free dicks. Yeah, wow, I love You know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> First off, if they're, not, if they're not insulted and they, they actually like the dicks, at least it will keep them occupied until Guardians of the Galaxy 2 come out. So they can't fuck around with James Gunn's vision. Okay, fair enough. So there you are. It serves a twofold purpose. They're insulted. <laughs> they rail at me. Leave James Gunn alone. They're happy with him. They use them, they, eat they, them. If they're happy with them, they'll think you support them then. I could give a flying it's fuck like what they think. It's like a bouquet of flowers or something. Yeah, okay. I, I think may, Mike may have stumbled upon the perfect plan. They're distracted yeah. if they like them. Right. And they're angry if they don't like right. them. It, <laughs> yeah. See? It's a win. See, it's Brian win-win. gets me. It's you, win-win. you're it's, dismissing me. You're like, ah, oh, no, no. I'm just trying to clarify. Right. Blue Apron serves Blue Apron has Blue Apron has nothing to do with my opinions Delicious on this. Delicious healthy meals. Blueapron.com slash comics. Get three Wait. free meals. Hey, who periscopes meals. for Blue Apron? You? No. Me. Yes, me. Yes. All right. Don't, don't, please do not talk about dicks on your Blue Apron periscope. I won't. Yeah, well, I appreciate th- hey, listen, what are you, a fucking suit telling me what to I'm do? I'm a suit. I'm, a, All right. I'm an ever, I'm an ever, uh, they're an advertiser. We're a client. So Absolutely. <laughs> but let's put it this way. If Blue Apron supports I Sell Comics, which they, they do, do which and they, do. they have, which they do, and let's put it this way, they must think that we're onto something. Okay. So we hate the suits. Suits should stay out of comic uh, books, comic should, book yes. movies, comic book decisions, comic book everything. All right. So if if Blue Apron hates the suits, even if they can't tell me that right. they hate the suits, right. they can. You know, I can get a box, a little bl- a little uh, brown wrapped box. Okay. Full of carrots that I'll paint for them. All right, please do not reuse, recycle your Blue Apron box. It's got branding all over it. I will not. not if Fleshlight does send me some defective dicks to send to the suits, <laughs> we can, we can, we can get, we can make that happen. That'd be awesome. Hey, Fleshlight, you still out there? They're still friends of ours. All right, cool. Fleshlight, looking for some. Even if you want to send us some, um, some, some, what the the Foster cans or even a Fleshlight that's kind of slightly off kilter. Send them to you us. Send us your defective products. One. You have one. I gave you one. They sent me a whole box of them. I, got, I shared the wealth with them. You did. Thank you. I gave um, you one. Mine actually, uh, the, you the wife it? was like, no. You broke it? Yeah, Mike I just, broke it. He, he <laughs> I tore the it, shit out of that flashlight. the nub. Wow. It's it's now just a... Wow. Now it's a snuff box. Oh, my God. My, well, we'll get you another one. Yes, <laughs> we need a supply. Now you, you know wore, what to get me for Christmas. went threadbare. Ah, uh, yes. All right. Uh, in other news, uh, Rocketeer, Disney is uh, working yes. on a Rocketeer movie, which, uh, wow, you just spread your arms like... like yeah, uh, I'm excited about this. It's co- I, like the, I like the original one. So did I. Uh, who's the star? Billy oh, Campbell. Billy Campbell and Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer she played Connelly. the ingenue. Yes. Th- and uh, the bad guy was Timothy Dalton, and we also got uh, Adam Ark- uh, oh, Alan right. Arkin. I didn't know you were such a big fan. Huge great, fan. I love movie. the Rocketeer. It's, it's such a classic concept. Um and design of his costume. Yeah. Very simple. He's got the rocket helmet, the rocket pack. He's wearing a, a leather flight jacket, yeah. which is badass. Right. And he's got on like English were, riding pants, yeah, like colors, tan and brown. Tan, brown, very, and gold. Worked very well together. Those Hell yeah. Amazing. Uh, um, this is a 
um, the the late great Dave Stevens. Yeah. If I may, I I'm, oh, yeah. I'm oh, a may. big fan of his. You He's, may. Uh, he he left us too soon, like so many. You may um, uh, original movie was great. Not a lot of fanfare. You're not no like, fanfare not whatsoever. And it's odd because it was a Disney movie, and you think they would have plugged it, but unfortunately, it was also a period piece. Right. So that's also a, a tough sell for a lot of audiences eh, now. Period pieces work. Captain America. Captain America is Avenger? that's what period I piece. told people. I said Captain America has to be a period piece yes. or it doesn't work. And they did it. And they did they it and it. to great success. They did. So I, I'm expecting the same thing here. Yes. For the Rocketeer. Right, I am hoping for that as well. I'm excited. But I would like Disney to back it a little bit more, you know, unlike right. the Lone oh, Ranger. Oh, oh, Disney Disney's pretty good at backing stuff, so I have no Uh Lone Ranger, John Carter well, okay, of I Mars, ta- ta- those okay. two. Okay, I take that back. So yes. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, don't jump on bandwagons, Ming, because when you fall off, you hurt your I head. I think you mentioned uh, you can't polish a turd as well, though. You mentioned you, that earlier. That's so, true, oh, but again, a, story does matter. Story does matter. I'm to, you know, hey, I'm I'm a company man story myself. I matter. can't call me a suit, yes. but uh, like AMC says, story does matter. Yeah. All right, books. Books. Let's talk about some new books. Let us. Uh, I I was walking by the comic rack yesterday looking for stuff to read. Uh, one of them stood out. What uh, jumped out at you? This is a title called Mycroft Holmes and the Apocalypse Handbook. That wasn't what jumped out. If it was simply that, I probably wouldn't have picked it up. What right. picked it up was I noticed that it was co-written by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the NBA superstar indeed, wrote this book. Did he? Yes. Good now, deal. Now, we, we got into a debate. like, no way. The guy from Game of Death and who won the... And what did uh, I say? I said, yeah. Who won it, the 88 uh, you know, NBA title. 80, uh, can't you know. put it up there if it ain't true. Right. And I was like, that, is it that cream of Dujabar? And you know, we're like, no, it couldn't be. No, sure. It's not him. It's, not him. And it's gotta it, be. It's him. It is. <laughs> it's him. But, well, uh, can this guy, is this guy bad at anything? He can do... He, he worked out with Bruce Lee. Yes. Won multiple NBA titles. Starred um, an airplane. Starred an airplane, and now he's a comic book writer? Yes, he was a comedic this actor. This is the kind of guy I want to be. Yes. This is the guy I want to be. This is what I want to be doing. Is Fine. Then get on the, uh, you're going to have to get on the PGA Tour, because I think that's the only sport open I, to you right now. Or the or the bowling leagues. I don't have to be physic, like a physical sport. Like just or. But like, you want to be a sportsman. Or it could be, a, can I drive a race car? It's like, wow, I'm I don't know. Can you? Now? Like, I mean, you know, you I, could. I think I could. I don't think there are height requirements right. for that. Just endurance and there's a lot of Just, skill in driving and being able to hold your pee. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And um, is I, that the endurance you were talking about? Yeah. The holding of the pee. Right. right. And uh, I, uh, you know, I don't know much about him beyond the basketball world, but um, I didn't. Um, I didn't know if he was like a conservative fellow or what. Or he's. Yeah. Or uh, uh, not according to this book. He is pretty. Is there, there's some he's, spi- he's very liberal. There's some spice in here, yeah. Really? There's some spice in here. So, okay. Mycroft Holmes, uh, Sherlock Holmes's older brother. Okay. Didn't he write something? He did. Uh, he wrote a book a year ago. No, not just that, but he wrote an essay uh, slamming somebody. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I forget what it was, but I remember seeing Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I'm like, holy shit, I haven't thought of him since the last time I saw your airplane. Yeah, no, very talented. I'm Roger writer. Murdoch. This, uh, this, I'm the co pilot. This book is great. So, Mycroft Holmes, a little more, uh, uh, think. Think of Sherlock Holmes with a little more swagger. Sherlock Holmes, smarter brother. That's what they describe. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, did you ever watch smarter? Sherlock? With I did not. I have not seen the. You should watch Sherlock, and is that'll Mycroft give you. In, in the... Mycroft is, and oh, you'll get is. you'll get a uh, sense of of who he is. All right, is he a little more? Is, uh, Sherlock Holmes always seemed to be very buttoned up, very proper. Actually, Englishman. he's he's very not not proper and buttoned up. He's very singularly focused. Okay. They talk about his opium addiction in the books. Oh, okay, they talk cool. about, right, I right mean, on. you know, whole bunch of stuff. Right. Mycroft's got his own uh, vices as well, but he yes, um, he's a, a big eater. Yes, but nowhere where he is, he knows he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, so, and he likes to antagonize as well. Here's a little known. F- it's not a fact. It's like speculation. But you know, M from uh, James, uh, Bond? James Bond. Yes. They think that that's a title that was passed down from Mycroft Holmes. He was oh, wow. in the. Um, that's cool. Yeah, he was the head top dog. And it became a thing after he left the service or passed or whatever yep. that they called the next um, head of the service M. Yeah, so he's a he's a rabble rouser. Like uh, pref- uh, likes the company of married women. Um, and uh, yeah, he just uh, he's he's. I'll, I'll I'll give you the not so boring logline here. Uh, this series follows the elder Holmes as he travels the world on a mission from the British government to stop a madman intent on utilizing seemingly impossible technology. To destroy civilization and disrespect Queen Victoria. Oh man, that's the kind of that dry prick. description. 
Um, I very clever, my pee. Extremely cleverly written. Uh, good on you, Mr. Nice, nicely done, Kareem. Very nicely done. If I may call you Kareem. Yeah, I, jeez, I wonder if this means we'll get to meet him someday then. That'd be great. Uh, Mr. Abdul-Jabbar, if you're out there, uh, we have a very popular comic Or Kareem, based, as I like to call uh, Kareem, him. Kareem, we have a very popular comic based podcast. If you would like to come on and talk about Mycroft Holmes uh, and, the, and the, uh, the Apocalypse Handbook, we would love to have you on. All right, uh, folks, there is one thing I want to point out okay. on Twitter that I did. Yes. I sent out a oh, tweet. Oh, boy, you were hacked. I uh, No, were it was hacked? not no hacking. It was me. I sent out a tweet to at Family Feud. Why did you do that? Well, because um, we were asked if we would do fa- at Family Feud. They asked us to do Family Feud? No, it's not them. We're asked to do Family Feud up at the uh, Terrificon, which we will be oh. at in three weeks. <laughs> two weeks, but yes. Two weeks. All right, two weeks. I, two I, weeks. Well, two it's weeks. three weeks from this Two Saturday. and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. All right, weeks. so here we go. And um, there's a they're doing a family feud thing up there, and I, I don't know if we're going to be able confused? to do it. No, I didn't get. I don't get confused. I know what family feud is. No, but you thought but it was the family. feud. I thought it was the family. Feud. Wasn't the family feud? Wasn't the family feud? Not with Richard. However, Johnson. I was sitting at the podcast table, right? And Kevin's like, "Holy shit, Family Feud wants us on!" Right? Who's doing that now? And like Steve Harvey, he's like, "I would do it in a heartbeat." Oh yeah, for sure. And I looked at Brian. Brian's like, "Yeah, I'm on." So you want us as a team? The yeah, the five comic book men. Right, who would we battle then? Would uh, who would be someone of equal or lesser or, or of equal or greater strength? Yes, of course. Who would could that be? be anyone. Like the <laughs> cast be. of Dallas. Yeah, the cast of uh, I don't know Facts of Life. You whatever you want to do. You want to do? Okay. Um, hey, how about the Pawn Stars? We can kick their asses. I would love to do that. American Pickers get all those people. I would and, love to do that too. That would be great. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so dun, what happened? Dun, 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 Are we going dun. on? So I don't know. I haven't heard back. But I'm asking you Twitter folks out there, anybody who follows me and Ming, at MingChen37 or at Michael Zapsek, to go and tweet at Family Feud that you think the comic book man should be on Family Feud. All right, you think, you could, you think, uh, you think you'd be good? I think I'd be great. We've had training. I mean, every, yeah, we, every game we play. Every, everything we do with Walt family, Flanagan is pretty much feud. Family Feud. It's family Feud based. All right, so it's at Family Feud? At Family Feud. Okay, what do you want the public to tell them? Say you want to see the comic book man on Family Feud. Okay. And if I ain't kissing they, Steve Harvey, that's for sure. All right. Uh, does he... Um, okay. Well, he's got a, uh, he's got that big, big bushy mustache. Right. And mine's... You don't like facial mine, hair. My, uh, well, it'd be hair on hair contact. Women, no. no. Hair, yeah, hair. we'd probably get entangled. Uh, that would be great. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, back to comics. What yes. do you got there? All right, I've got uh, Walking Dead 157, part one of the Whisperer War. Now, uh, if you open up this book, okay. you'll see that uh, they're doing um, it in like the 16 panels per page. Okay, so there's a lot to, to there's digest. There's a lot in here. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be very heavy. And there's a lot of shit going down. Um, spoiler alert for nobody, for anybody who hasn't read okay. last month's right. Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, turn me off until you read that okay. one, 156. All right. I'll give you three, two, one. All right, good enough. Now, uh, what happened in 156, Negan... Negan uh, was sidling up to Alpha, who is the leader of the Whispers. Yes. They essentially wear um, corpses yep. on their body. They, mm-hmm. they make skin suits right. out smart, of the, the, the Walking Dead. So they, you know, yeah, the Walking can, Dead can't differentiate. Yeah, they stink. They can come and go as they want. Yep. So uh, he's like, he gets really close to her. He's about to become her beta. Yeah. She's going to name him her beta. And um, he cuts her head off. No. Oh. All right. And leaves her, he takes the head and leaves her dead body just laying there. Right. For everyone right, so to find. Here we go, and uh, hence the start of the Whisperer War. And this is the start of the Whisperer War. And to be honest with you, this is not like anything they've ever done before. It's great. Yeah. Uh, did you hear they're doing a Walking Dead Day? I did not. They're, uh, Tony Moore and Robert Kirkman are reuniting for a unique celebration in the book's literal and figurative hometown. Awesome. Cynthiana, Kentucky. They're nice. hosting Walking Dead Day uh, tomorrow. Not wow. tomorrow, uh, Saturday, this Saturday. Okay, this Saturday. Saturday, August 6th, and both creators will be on hand for the festivities. Wow, good Cynthia for them. Cynthia plans a massive zombie apocalypse street festival, um, and 10,000 copies of the new Walking Dead number one variant edition with a new cover featuring the town's main street area will be given away at the city's Chamber of Commerce. City also plans to erect a sign honoring the franchise and the two creators. That's great. That's fantastic. 
It's great. How do we? How far is this? In, I want to go. All right, then go. I can't. I got to work. In, uh, yeah, they mirrored the hometown uh, of uh, Rick Grimes after it. So. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Paper Girls number eight. Ah, uh, you love this book. I do. Uh, I also like this book. They're currently in the present timeline. Right. And, uh, what I love about it is, um, what if you could go, well, I guess we're old. What if your younger self could come and hang out with you for, for a day and find out, and you guys are solving uh, what could quite possibly be an interdimensional... Um, Incursion? Uh, incursion. Uh, Invasion. Featuring, featuring some kind of uh, mind erasing and uh, possibly... I don't. Well, they they reveal in this book that you know it's like you might think that there's some kind of interdimensional parallel universe going on, but that's simply not nothing the case. could be further from the simply truth. Not the case, time really. the time stream is a, a one, one way it's thing. One it's one. There's only one. <clears throat> so why is this all this stuff going on? Uh, but I love uh, in the very second panel uh, they're going through a derelict mall from the present. Right. And the first sign you come up to is uh, for Suncoast movies. <laughs> it's great. Okay. It's little touches like that that I love about this book, but it, it's uh that I um yeah my my younger self uh you know maybe not as uh not as much swagger as current self I would say no I, mine I was my, oh I my could, god yeah I could teach my younger self a thing or two I would in, tell him to be a little more confident in all that you do and don't be afraid to be yourself yeah but in this uh is actually the rules seem to be flipped where uh the older older doesn't see it has to learn from the younger uh, yeah yeah. it's a little more uh beat down and uh life is uh but there's we're about to see that there's probably a reason for that so um there's also a subplot here uh so all the the main girls have been thrust into the future from 1988 they're in 2016 um they're trying to figure out how to get back and uh you know how do you get back you go find your your present self Okay. Maybe get some clues on what's going on. What mm-hmm. happened? Because they would know. Right. Because they're in the present. Unless there's mind um, wiping going. But on. what would you do if you you know you went back to your your you went back to your old house looking for yourself and uh, there's some other dude there going, Zapsic. He uh, he died years ago of whatever, uh, of uh, of cancer or of a health disease. I'd be like, oh how fuck. Would, All right. Well, how would you feel? I'd be like, oh man. He died of cirrhosis. Ah, fuck. Well, that you can control. What is something you can't control? Like uh, some kind of just horrible disease. It died of a brain tumor or sure. something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's it like, suck, right? What we, huh. how we, you know, and I'm like, well, something like that. I don't know if there's anything you could. If change. you go back, I'd be like, you know, I'm living my life to the every day is right. going to be my last day. Right. It's an interesting so, plot point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of cool, a lot of cool stuff going on here. Every week is Shark Week. Every week is Shark Week. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on here. So, uh, I, I, I. Uh, I, I like seeing the uh, character from 88 coming here and seeing how messed up everything is. Yeah, it's like, kinda, it's wow, actually this place cool. sucks. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Paper Girls number eight, everybody. Cool. What do you got? What else you got? I got Justice League number two. Brian Hitch and Tony Daniel doing the uh, the artwork. We've got... Uh, we've got... there. There's a reason why there's a Justice League. It's for the stuff that the heroes can't handle on their own. Right. It's not for like when the Joker you know, comes to Gotham and Batman presses the panic button right um it's this is this is something that's important okay and we've got a world um not only do we have a world uh devastating threat we've also got a justice league that's kind of fractured yeah you've got two rookie green lanterns on the team you've got uh batman you've got wonder woman you got aquaman the flash Backing him up. Uh, Shazam is someplace. We're not sure where. And you've got a brand new Superman. This is a Superman who is a lot like the old Superman, like the, the fifth, new 52 Superman, yep. but he's not. He's not He's not the same guy. He's a, he's similar, but he's not the one that these guys went shoulder to shoulder right. against uh, Dark Side with. They don't with. know him then. They have no it's trust. Unproven. There's some trust issues. Right. And Batman's got trust issues to begin with. Right. So. so there's that. And um, like the last page is the, awesome. Yeah, this they're, is they're uh, capping on the Wonder Woman craze right now. Yannick uh, Paquette, Yannick Paquette, Paquette. Yeah, uh, did the, this pretty cool um, variant cover. Yeah, what did you think of the uh, the San Diego Comic Con trailer? Did you see it? Wonder Woman did not. Still have you not seen it. No, nope, oh, not dude, going to freaking... until I watch it on the big on my oh, big screen. Oh, you're missing out, dude. I'm just, oh, I'll I'm see saying. it. Trust me, I'll see uh, it. But in my opinion, better than the Justice League trailer for sure. But, okay. Uh, way more action. Um, 
Just that the on-screen depiction of the Lasso of Truth, dude, it's pretty... Very badass. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. No, I did see the Wonder Woman trailer. <laughs> Not that Jack... I'm sorry. I thought you meant okay. the Justice you League trailer. You did see that with Wonder Woman running one... around oh, taking she's... guys down in World War One. Is... Come on, man. She is badass. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I can't wait. Uh, I have DC, uh, DC Rebirth, Green Arrow, number four. All right. Uh, Oliver Queen and John Diggle uh, getting into fisticuffs. But teaming back together to take down an organization called the Ninth Circle. Okay. Uh, which Ninth is, Circle of Hell, lovely. Uh, which is uh, um, human trafficking people through crates and uh, burning their skin off and recruiting them into their ranks. It's, yeah, they uh, need to die then. I think that that's justification well, for murder. I, I, they probably want to wipe them out. Uh, more importantly, though, they're also secretly controlling uh, Queen Industries. Financially. Well, guess what? It's time <laughs> to... Time to cut ties with some people there, Ollie. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Dinah, the Black Canary, uh, mm-hmm. trying to also take them down. Uh, she gets kidnapped. So lot of, uh, lots at stake gotcha. here. Yeah, lots of course of, it is. Lots at stake here. And uh, so they have to go rescue her. Uh, ninth, the ninth, uh, ninth Circle, headquartered on a floating ship fortress. So uh, you got... Um, they got their work cut out for them. They have their arrow scooters, arrow, their, water, arrow aqua scooters. Yeah. Okay. This, uh, this right here, though, reminds me of... Uh, of an episode of the TV show, yes. so they're. Uh, I, I don't know if that's intentional or not, but uh, they're, playing, they're playing the hot hand right now. So, yeah. uh, if you like the show, or you like Reno, you like this book. Cool. Batman number three. Batman number three is. We we were introduced to Gotham and Gotham Girl. Yeah. Both beings with Superman level powers. And Batman has some trust issues with them. <laughs> it's all the trust issues. And a lot of trust issues. There's reason for that and this issue very much puts it on broad street yeah and uh yeah so he also tracks down the person who sent gotham and gotham girl to gotham city and it turns out it's an old friend of ours amanda waller oh that bitch (laughs) so uh, amanda waller is pulling the strings because batman and uh his protege uh, Mr. Mr. Jackson, I believe it's Jackson King. Yep. Uh, Mr. Jackson King does some incredible detective work. So, uh, finds out it's Amanda Waller. You get to see Batman punching out a five star general. Oh, all right. And uh, not... keep reading. Five star general. Yes, sir. All right. It's DC. So it's not Thunderbolt. No. Okay. All right. There's Wait. General Eiling and there's uh, general. Sam Lane. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's lots of. Lots of generals out there. What's next on your list? Uh, Daredevil Annual Number One. Nice. The uh, Return of Echo. The Return of Echo. Yes. yes. Uh, Echo, who is deaf but uh, can reproduce uh, any 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 audio sound sound wave. Oh, is that what that that is? Okay. It is. Yes. So uh, I didn't this, know that was one of her powers. I knew she could read people's body language. Right. She can. Uh, yeah. She can also reproduce. Uh, hence the name Echo. Okay. Um, but, I didn't uh, know that Bendis had given her that power. Yeah. Now, but so okay. Ulysses S. Claus has uh, uh, upgraded. Okay. And, uh, he's using sound to take control of the citizens of New York. Oh, that sucks. Uh, turn them into his uh, his army, and uh, Echo has to get to Daredevil before the sound wave hits him. Right. They have to figure out how to combat this. Okay. This. Uh, this um, and do they? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil, spoil it. But it. they they team up to combat. Uh, you okay. know what a. Age-old Marvel villain. Ooh. Ulysses has claws. Okay. Claw. Just claw. One. He's only one, one claw. He's just claw. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, a very uh, musically-based issue. Ooh, nice. And then there's also uh, there's a B story in the back. Uh, Melvin Potter. Yes, Melvin Potter. Uh, the Gladiator. Uh, yes, Daredevil battling the Gladiator. Nice. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So okay. if, you're, if you're a fan of the old, uh, uh, the, the old man without fear... Pick up Daredevil Annual. Is he that old? Number one. Um, He's kind of old. Yeah. Well, that's all relative. That's relative. (laughs) My last book. Nightwing. You saved the best for last. I saved my best for last. Who's he fighting there on the car? That is Raptor, his new partner. Um, Nightwing is not done going undercover. He went undercover (laughs) with Spiral, who was the spy agency trying to get the, the, the skinny on... All the DC Universe yeah, superheroes. Yeah, the spy life, and he loved it. And well, not really. He got he got a taste of like uh, moving around. Okay. So he uh, is not based in Gotham anymore. He is a global. Um, he's a globe trotter. Right. So now he's working for the Parliament of Owls. Okay. And uh, he's undercover for Batman to do that right. as well. 
Oh, right on. So this is his new partner, Raptor, who does not share his uh, former mentor's disdain of killing. How, um, how are you digging this? I know this is a long-awaited return it's, of Nightwing. It's been, been a, waiting for a while. It's actually pretty cool. Favorite character. Because we've got Batgirl and Nightwing who are now uh, hanging out together. All right. They're appearing in each other's book. Like Batman so. and Batgirl and Killing Joke? That no, not like that. Not like that? Okay. Not quite yet. Okay. All right. Have you seen that yet? Not yet. Not quite yet. It's all people can talk about. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not a big it's fan of that. Getting down. Well, I mean, I'm. Well, they had. To, they. They. Uh, if you. If you've seen the Killing Joke or you haven't, mm-hmm. uh, they. It tops out. It's not very long. Sixty-six minutes. I heard. Yeah. So they had to fill it out a little more from. Uh, from the book. True. And so they added some stuff, and it's been controversial. To say the least. Barbara Gordon backstory, and then, uh, yeah, Batman and Batgirl getting down. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. ain't right. <laughs> you don't think yeah. Alan Moore would approve? I'm sure he'd love it. <laughs> but he, he's not even, I think he doesn't even have a telephone, so. No. He's Can't a little, call him. He's a little closed off. All right. All right. Uh, before we go, uh, The Tick coming back. Uh, On Netflix, right? Yes. Badass. Yes. Did you like the previous incarnation Loved with uh, Patrick Warburton? The Tick I seems did. very up your alley. It's very uh, Batman. Well, Nestor Carbonell. Yeah, what's the man cow or not man cow? The no, what's you're the thinking bat cow. What's the cows? What's the uh, cows called? Whatever. No, it was a uh, man eating cow. Man eating cow. But they didn't. I don't think they had him in the uh, the, TV, the series. The no, show? they had him in the the cartoon. They did. So, uh, well, this one uh, written by original creator Chairface Ben Chippendale. Ben Edlund. Ben Edlund, love him. He uh, also worked on Angel. Yes. He's got quite the comic book cred. All right. So or he, actually he, pop culture cred. He knows what he's writing. But the tick started out as a joke, right? In a, yes, like he a was comic a, book store newsletter or something? Uh, yeah, New England Comics. Yeah. He was their mascot. Right. And it like turned grim in, and gritty, but he was a dope. It turned so. into this. And uh, finally, before we go, uh, have, you been wa- have you watched Stranger Things yet? I love Stranger Things. It's the talk I'm of the done. town right yeah. now. You watch all of them? I was, I was beta, man. Oh, you were in there before. What uh, made you watch it before, before it was cool? Uh, because it popped up on my Netflix feed. Right. It's like suggested for Michael. It was like number one and sure. it was like all in there. Right. And I left my Netflix thing on for, I, I didn't punch, push anything in there. Right. Um, and it just, started the first playing. episode started playing. Oh, and, you, and I'm like, huh, this, this is a sign. Okay. <laughs> and you know me, I love. Where you're like, this looks like Goonies. Like. I, I love the Goonies. I love E.T. I love um, <laughs> so Stand all, By Me. All the stuff you love rolled Alien, into one. Aliens. You know, uh, uh, rolled Everything. into one. And, I, and even the font is like um, it's 80s, like The Shining. School, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the font yeah, they, on they, an they, old they, Bantam paperback book. They made. They made pains to give you that kind of time. I wish it would have added some grain to it. And white trash Winona Ryder, too, I uh, love you. She's great. Yes, but the uh, it looks too it looks too HD and clean though. I wish it would have added some kind of uh, grain, like digital, little grainy. Uh, I'm okay with that. I have no problem because your, cool. your eyes adapt. Your eyes adapt for one thing or, or another. Very clean. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so those check are, out Stranger Things, folks. I'm sure every anyone yeah, listening this right. is already watching it. I have no. <laughs> I have no doubt. Uh, I'm a little bit. We've been busy this week. I'm on episode, episode three. Okay. All I want to do is finish it, though. But I don't, I just, oh yeah. I haven't had time. Oh yeah. I'll I'll figure it out. I'll get it together. Cool. All right. Let's let's go to work. We're going to work. Let's go to work. Thanks, folks. Thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And there you go.
It's not because I'm making con look like just This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.